Well, good morning, church. Welcome uh, this morning, wherever you are tuning in from. You may be tuning in from your lounge. You may be tuning in from Auckland or outside Auckland. Uh, and uh, last week, we had people tune in from uh, South Africa on Easter Sunday morning service. So it was fantastic. Uh, some uh, uh, one from Japan and some from India, from London and Australia uh, and America. It's great that we can uh, really bring the gospel. It's like gospels going into nations, which is wonderful. So welcome once again. And wherever you are tuning in from right now, a warm welcome to you and uh, warm welcome to the Expression family too. Look, uh, it is true that we don't see you. Uh, we don't, you know, we miss hanging out with you, but I trust and we are praying that you're doing well and are redeeming this time and spending quality time with your family and more importantly, quality time with your heavenly father. Amen. Because he alone is our source of life. So we really, really welcome you this morning. We're in for a great time. I hope you were blessed by the testimony from Ruth and Rupert. It's quite a powerful story. It is a, 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 it's a story now, but the outcome is what I'm really happy about and give God the glory because the outcome could have been quite bad, but we thank God. Number two things. Number one, prayer works. You might not identify with the power of prayer, but guess what? The devil can identify with it because you fight against the name of Jesus. And so praise God for that. Number two, Ruth and Rupert, we love you guys and you are an amazing family and it takes courage to share stories like this and we appreciate that. And that's why we've introduced that segment called Truth Over Trials because we all have trials in life. We all go through stuff in life. But you know what's going to help us overcome is not us hiding away, avoiding things, denying the reality or trying to block your mind off, putting a, a, a emotional barrier uh, like everyone and everything else is non-existent. No, what's going to help you in your trials is the truth, the word of God. That's the ultimate truth. That's what's going to help you. The word is God and the word became flesh john 1 talks about jesus is the word and that's what helps you now i've been thinking about something that god stirred me straight after i said amen to last sunday's message uh, when i talked on easter and uh, talking about seeking god and this year for us as expression church our theme is seek god seek ye first the kingdom of god and that's in Matthew 6.33. Because Jesus is our perfect vision. Amen. He holds the key to your problem. He holds the key to your discomfort. He holds the key to your uh, problems that you go through in life. So Jesus is the key. So something that triggered in my heart. Yes, we want to see God uh, in our day-to-day -day life. But more importantly, are we seeking God uh, for his return? That's what I talked about a little bit. And uh, that led me to this title. This is my title. The title is Be Ready. Now, are you ready for his return? Are you ready for his coming back? Because Jesus is going to come back. You know, just as the Bible told us through the prophets that one day a son will be born 
to a virgin and he will grow up and die on the cross. Now, and then the third day he will um, be rose again from the dead. And so that did happen. The father had brought Jesus back to life on the third day. Now, because God spoke, he delivered that. But God also speaks that he will, that Jesus will come back again for his church, for you and for me. So I had this thought, am I ready? Am I ready right now if Jesus came back today? Am I ready right now to say, God, I have done everything you want me to do. Am I ready? Am I ready right now to hear the word from God to say, well done, good and faithful servant. So that really captured my heart. And the key text I want to bring my message this morning is from 1 Peter 5, 8 and Matthew 24, 42 to 51. 1 Peter 5, 8, Matthew 24, 41 to 52. Now, 1 Peter 5, 8 says, it says, be alert and sober mind. Be alert, be ready. Be alert and sober mind. Be always be ready. Now, am I ready? Are you ready? What are we ready about? Because your enemy, the devil, prowls around looking like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Now, so we, we are called, Peter is exhorting a church. He was writing this letter to a persecuted church, church that is going through struggles. And he encouraged them and he's encouraging them. Hey, be ready, be alert. Don't be tangled up with your little lifestyle that you prefer, with your comforts, with your own little things. See, the big idea for God, he didn't redeem you to make your life comfortable on earth. God didn't die on the cross a wretched death to make you comfortable. No, he redeemed us to have a relationship with back to God. So your life and my life has a purpose. And that purpose is to live for his glory while we are on earth. Because one day you and I, when we die, we're going to go up to Christ. COVID-19, it's, 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 it's really, really sad how many lives we've lost. How many people have lost their lives. And it's, it's, it's extremely sad. Yes, there are a lot of people that are fearful, confused, and very afraid. But more importantly, we got to really ask ourselves, we who want to be in control, we who profess we know everything, or we at least behave and act like we know everything. We who think that we are totally untouchable, that we got everything to make our lives uh, healthy and all that. But here is a virus that just came and is wreaking havoc across the globe. Nations have become one. The problem has become one. But there's only one answer. It is Christ Jesus. Death is inevitable. Christ will come back and be ready for it. So the question, are you ready? You know, the Bible actually teaches us that the thought here, what Peter was saying, is saying, look, the, the devil is uh, like a roaring lion. Now, he, he might roar like a lion. If you don't know, maybe you do know now that Jesus Christ is the lion of Judah. Now, he is the lion amen the devil might come across like a lion the devil might look like real the devil the problems might look real the problems uh, or, or your thoughts in your head might look real but guess what he might pretend to be the lion but he is not the lion jesus christ is the lion of judah amen now 
it says he is looking to devour. He's looking to, uh, to, to devour. And what does that mean? The Greek word over there, it means to drown you or to swallow you. Now that's what the devil is doing. Is He's using a weapon which is unseen. And the weapon he's using today to drown us and to swallow us is worry, fear, anxiety, loneliness, isolation, uh, sickness, um, you, you know, the depression. There are so many things that we can talk about today. But you see, even our government has no answers for mental health. No one has the answers. Neither do I. But I tell you what, your answer is in Christ. If you seek God. You are ready. Now, he is there to drown you, to swallow you up. But we are not to be drowned. The Bible says in Isaiah 41, it says, Fear not, for I am with you. When you walk through the when you walk through waters, you shall not be what? Drowned. And when you walk through fire, you shall not be what? Burnt. Now, that's the promise of God. Yes, we will go through problems. Yes, there are times of fear. Yes, it is very, very real. But guess what? Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. So are you ready for Christ? Are you ready with, with everything you've got to, 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 to uh, hear from God when he comes back and say, good and faithful servant? Now, you know what, um, in Matthew 24, verse uh, 42 and 51, it's talking one of the many parables Jesus is using to prepare his listeners, to prepare the church back then for his return. Because he knew his time was coming uh, to an end here on earth, where he will go back to the Father. Right now he is with the Father. He is also, the Holy Spirit is around us, but he's going to come back one day. Now, whether you believe it or not, that's irrelevant. The truth is he's going to come back one day. So look, search the word of God. Look into that. So here he's teaching about a parable about two servants. One is a faithful servant, a good servant, and the other one is a, a lazy servant. You know, for us, it could be uh, an, uh, somebody that is actually quite diligent, somebody that is quite active in God, somebody that's very lazy. And so they both have consequences. And then he brings out the truth in that, that he is going to come back. And when he finds faithful, he will reward them. But those that are not faithful, the, the Bible actually teaches us that they're, they're going to miss out on the life God has for them. Amen. And there is, he's talking actually about hell. And hell is real too, just as heaven. You can deny it. You might say, yeah, there is no hell. My friends, I want to tell you, there is hell. There is heaven, but we focus on heaven. We are not afraid of the devil. We focus on Jesus Christ. Amen. So um, in, in, in verse 42 to 44, I want to read that. Okay. Uh, and uh, it's in uh, Matthew 24, 42 to 44. It says, therefore, keep watch. In other words, be alert, be ready. Therefore, keep watch because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known at what time of the night the thief was coming, he would have kept watch and would have not have uh, his house uh, be broken into. So you also must be ready because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not 
accept, expect him. So you are to be ready. So that, that's, a, that's the main thing. Now, you know what? My first point is be prepared. Do you know to be prepared? You need to prepare to be prepared. And so today I want to use uh, some objects to bring my point today. So um, as many of you know that uh, I'm not far from cricket. Okay. It's Christ, Kara, cricket. Now, my C3, that is. Now, you might laugh about it, but it is. You know, I love cricket. Anyway, so I've got two cricket balls. These are hard balls. Okay. And um, now I've got a red one and a white one. Now, these things are like the enemy's thoughts, enemies attacking you. Okay. And so, um, you know, we need, to, we need to somehow learn to defend it. We need to somehow learn to protect ourselves. But at the same time, you want to hit this out of the park for a six, just like Sachin Tendulkar or Virat Kohli. Okay. Now, yes, I can see some faces. I can't see you imagine those faces that I'm talking about cricket. All right. I'll slip in Ken Williamson in there. All right. I hope you're happy this morning. So, you know, we, we, you can't just go play cricket just with, a, uh, 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 just go on the park. You've got to practice. You've got to uh, get ready. You've got to prepare yourself. So I'm going to move around quite a bit. So, you know what? Um, the Bible teaches us in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse uh, 10 to 18, Ephesians chapter 6, 10 to 18. It's teaching us to put on the armor of God. It's teaching us because we do not fight, you know, we do not fight against flesh and blood. In verse 10, it says, be strong, Ephesians uh, 6, 10, be strong in the Lord's mighty power, not in your own strength. Be strong in the Lord's mighty power. Put on the armor of God. Put on the armor of God. And guess what? Stand firm. What do you stand firm on? You put on the armor of God and you stand firm on the word of God. That's part of being prepared. That when you're prepared, you know that what battlefield you're standing on. You know what truth you're standing on. And you got to put this armor of God. Because it says that we do not fight against flesh and blood, but against evil rulers of authority. evil spirit in the heavenly places so that's what we are fighting we don't see these things I can't see a thought but I'm impacted by the thought I can't see a thought coming into mind from a distance but I'm impacted by the thought either it will excite me or either it will depress me either it will make me go forward or it will hold me back it's an unseen thought even I don't know where it's coming from but I know one thing that I'm called to be prepared are you prepared? That's the question. Are you prepared? Are you ready? So now the Bible teaches on six things that we are to put on the armor of God. I'm not going to teach um, uh, in detail over these, uh, the armor of God, but I want to touch them very quickly this morning in my point of being prepared. Okay, the first thing is they say belt of truth. Now I've got this um, uh, thigh pad. Okay, now the thigh pad is used... To, to protect the thigh from a hard cricket ball. So every cricketer puts this on. So it could be your belt of truth where you put it on. So you can't go on a cricket pitch without putting your belt of truth. So you need the belt of truth to protect you. And uh, in the Roman soldiers, there's a lot of story in that. I'm not going to dwell in that, but I want to bring a few points. Put the belt of truth, your thigh pad. 
Okay. The other one is your breastplate. Now they have a chest guard in cricket. And um, so I can use my tie pad as a chest guard, but you protect that to, to protect your heart. Um, you know, the belt of truth talking about integrity, uh, the breastplate of righteousness, the Bible teaches, which is your uh, chest pad. It keeps your heart pure, protect your heart, keeps your heart pure, keeps your heart from being uh, uh, corrupted. So make sure you put on the breastplate of righteousness and then your feet fitted with the gospel of peace. Now you need your uh, uh, feet with the gospel of peace because you don't fight the devil out of anger. You don't fight life out of anger and anxiety. You face things out of peace. Now Tom brought the thought from uh, Philippians uh, this morning, chapter four, uh, in the new segment, Truth Over Trials. And he's saying, hey, you know, peace that surpasseth all understanding. Understanding brings peace, but the peace of God gives you so much peace, even that your mind can't understand, even when you don't know what's happening, you still uh, operate out of peace. That's the peace that God gives. Amen. And then your um, shield of uh, faith. And now for the shield of faith, we've talked, um, you've got your shield of faith. And uh, that's about, you know, the enemy can throw anything at you. A ball can come at you. But you need your shield of faith from the fiery darts of the enemy, uh, which will protect you. Okay, from those small doubts, from those fears, from those doubts that the devil put, which makes the truth look uh, uh, is distorted or which makes the devil look like a, a lion. Just because he might appear like a lion, he's not the lion. That's what I was saying earlier. So be very careful that you are ready. The other one is, you know, put on your helmet of salvation. Uh, and uh, because this is where it's important. You dwell on the truth of the word of God. You've got to protect. In cricket, they wear this helmet of salvation, not salvation. They wear a helmet because it protects them from their face being hit by a hard ball. And uh, in cricket, you know, there are many injuries over their heads. Uh, you know, so it protects your head, protects your mouth, protects your nose. And so, uh, so you've got to wear your helmet. And the Bible is saying, helmet of salvation. Now that's the truth of the Word of God. Meditating on the truth of the Word of God. Make sure you put on the helmet of salvation. And finally, everything else is a defense. But finally, the sword of the Spirit. This morning I'm borrowing Brock's uh, cricket game. So the sword of the spirit, without a bat, there's no point putting all these things. This is this one thing that will help you defend. This is this one thing that will help you hit a ball. And what's going to help you, the, everything else is a defense, but this is the attack. You need the word of God. You need the spirit of God. When the devil comes at you, you're able to hit the devil out of the park. You're able to hit those thoughts out of the park. You might, it could be loneliness, it could be fear, whatever. You can hit those out of the park. Now, there are other things, there are other things uh, like a cricket gloves. You need that. More importantly, I thought I'll show you, you need a guard. You need a box. It protects your body parts. You need these things. All right. Uh, I have my wife. Uh, they're laughing about it, but you need these things to protect you. Uh, you need your pads. Now, why are we saying all these things? 
you know what? You need so much stuff just to play a game of cricket. But how much more should you and I be prepared to live this life for the glory of God? Amen. Now that's where he was saying, hey, the, he, the thief may come suddenly and uh, you don't know when the thief's going to come. Also, you don't know when God's going to come. Revelation talks about that he will come like a thief in the night. You don't know when God's going to come, but are you prepared? Not just to fight the enemy, but are you prepared for his return? So be prepared. You know, for some it could be maybe you're expecting a child. Guess what? You are being prepared. Uh, some of you know that uh, Leo, my youngest son, he has allergies. So we are always prepared. And we're prepared to do the right thing, uh, carry the adrenaline and all that stuff. So be prepared and don't get caught off guard. Number two is be faithful. In Matthew 24, 45 to 47, it says, Who then is the faithful and the wise servant, whom the master has put in charge of the servants in his household to give them their food at the proper time? It will be good for the servant whose master finds him doing so when he returns. Truly, I tell you, you will, he will put, you, put him in charge over all his positions. See, when the master comes back, and if he finds a faithful servant, now that's what it is. Second point, being faithful. Who then is the faithful and wise servant? Faithful servant. So be faithful. You know what? The, 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 the servant was able to look after. The servant was able to take instructions. The ser servant was able to, to uh, provide what he was supposed to provide. The servant was able to, um, um, to, to, to guard, to protect, and to feed. The servant was doing what the master instructed him. Now, my question to you, our master, Jesus Christ, instructed us. So the question I have, with the gifts God has given you, with the talents God has given you, with this gift of life God has given you, are you being faithful and using that for his glory? Are you being faithful in using your life for the glory of God? Or are you um, distracted and you're not actually following through properly on the instructions of God? There are a lot of people who are not faithful, but there are also a lot of people who are faithful. So my encouragement to you is, are you faithful? with what God has given you? Are you faithful in looking after a family God has given you? Are you faithful in the job God has given you? Are you faithful in the, in the marriage God has given you? Are you faithful in the talents and the gifts God has given you? Because number three is be expectant. So number one is be ready, um, is, is, is uh, be prepared. Number two is be faithful. Number three is be expectant. You know, in verse 48, it says, But suppose the servant is with says to himself, My master is staying away a long time, and he began and then he begins to beat his fellow and eat and drink with drunkards. 
the master of the servants will come on the day when he does not expect him and at an hour he is not aware of. He will cut him into pieces and assign him a place with the hypocrites where there is there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. See, the master will return. The master will return. And so you have two servants. One is faithful, but the other one is not that expectant. He's become lazy. He's, he knows the master is going to come back, but he just got so lazy, got distracted. Maybe he's asleep to the instructions of the master, that he got so distracted from it that he started beginning to live his life in his own way. And so I'm asking, where do you find yourself this morning? Do you find yourself like a faithful servant? Or do you find yourself as the unfaithful servant? The unfaithful servant was happy to do his own thing. You know, he, he, he got distracted in his own, uh, whatever life throws at him and quite comfortable what life has done. Now, you know what? It's good to have a break. It's good to have um, rest. It's very important. And uh, I see my father-in-law with this whole lockdown. We, you know, my in-laws, we all live together uh, as a good Indian family. Uh, so now they live with us. And um, I see him in the garage. He's hiding in the garage most of his days. Okay. He hides in the garage. He's always building something. Uh, he hasn't built me anything yet. But he's always building something. But every time I go into the garage, the worship music is con constantly blaring. Now he's worshiping, he's reading, uh, he's got his little cave, man cave. He's hiding in there, reading his word, doing his devotions. But my point is this, you know, while you wait, are you being prepared? While you wait, are you being expectant? While you wait, are you being a good faithful servant? Because he's given us worship. Are you allowing worship? Are you worshiping God? Or are you so distracted with what's happening around you? While we wait for the return of the king, you know, it's not Lord of the Rings. While you, while you wait for the return of the king, Jesus, are you actually being faithful? He said, go and proclaim the gospel. He said, go and, and be the light in the earth. You go, he said, be the light in the world. Be the soul of the earth. Are you using your gifts? Are you prepared? Are you expectant that one day you know, I know that he's going to come back. And are we prepared? You know, God told Noah, he said to Noah, look, Noah, I'm going to send a flood. Make sure you build an ark for me. Make sure you build a boat. Noah built a boat, but it took him 100 years to build a boat. That's a long time. He waited 100 years, but he didn't wait sitting on his couch, watching TV, Netflix for eight hours, Xbox, PlayStation for 12 hours. He's not uh, baking for 25 hours or, or my father-in-law being in the garage for eight hours a day. No, it's, it's not. God wants you to do those things, but don't get caught in your sleep. Don't get caught being lazy. Don't get caught being so... Um, full of apathy. Just be ready for God. Be ready for God. And so that's important to be ready for Jesus. Amen. And so these are my points for you today. If the Lord comes back, are you ready? My question is, be ready. This is my statement. Be ready for God. Are you prepared for His return? Are you redeeming the time that God gave you? Are you using your time God gave you? I managed to have a bit of extra time and uh, 
I'm, mad, I'm, I'm, I'm reading more. I'm spending more time in God, praying more. I'm not trying to put it all out there, but I'm saying I have the opportunity to spend time with my kids. We're doing devotions. It's been fun. But I'm, amongst every other fun we do, I'm encouraging you. You might be living with a family. You might be living with friends. You might be living alone. But guess what? You have time God has gifted you. Are you redeeming that for his glory? Amen. So I want to conclude my message, but I want to encourage you. The question is, are you ready? Be ready. Number one, be prepared. Number two, be faithful with what God has given. May he find you uh, multiplying with the gifts God has given you. May he find you sharing the word with somebody when he returns. May he find you expectant. Number three, may he find you expectant. Expectation is a breeding ground for miracles. Expectation. The more you expect God, the more you say, God, I'm ready for your word. I'm ready to worship you. Then you're ready to hear the, uh, the voice of God. And he can count on you and he can say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter into the kingdom of God. Now, as I finish, I just want to show, I've got a cricketer right here. So this is how, and you know, um, so I've got, uh, so, so I have to get broke on his, uh, um, there you go, he's got all his gear. I've got a keen cricketer, which is awesome. And, uh, and he's got his bat, you know, and I wish I could throw a ball at him and he hits it in the house. I'm in big trouble. But you know what, to, just to play a game, of cricket you need so many uh, uh, so much equi equipment and uh, just to play great he looks great I think he looks good he might be my future Virat Kohli okay he might be my future Sachin Tendulkar he says who are they that's the level of cricket information knowledge he has but thank you bro um, you can jump yeah great hey so as I conclude this morning I want to ask you that question be prepared be prepared he's going to come back and one thing i want to say don't fall asleep you know God, jesus found the disciples asleep when he asked them to pray i don't know where your spirit is at where your mind is at are you asleep to the promises of god if you are awaken your spirit awaken your heart to the promises of god amen let me pray dear lord jesus i pray that as as the question that arises from first peter He's saying, be sober and vigilant, be watchful. The devil is like a roaring lion seeking who we may devour. Lord, we want to be ready. We want to be uh, 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 awoken on the inside, waiting for your return, waiting for your return, just as the bride waits for the groom, as your Bible teaches us, waiting for your return, just as the master returns. Lord, I pray that you find us as faithful uh, children of God who are multiplying, using our gifts, not asleep, not grumpy, not in hurt, not in apathy, but awaken to your spirit, awaken to your promises that we are making the most of every day, the life you've given us today, making the most of it today till your return and not get entangled and caught up with life and the distractions and to run after money, run after women, run after our titles run after the world what the world offers but god help us to be ready for you help us to redeem this time to give you the glory that when you come maybe you come today maybe you come in 100 years time i don't know but god when you come help us lord to be in a place where you find us 
in a place of readiness to hear from our master so we expect lord we are in expectant waiting for you we are expectant for you to move in our midst we are expectant lord for your word to come into life we are expectant lord for us to be awoken and lord capture you in your beauty so that we are ready to receive you as a king of kings and lord of lords i pray your blessings on our church in jesus name amen